it's not just about like, how do I want to structure my life, but it's also allowed me to tap into my bodily knowledge too. Um, being able to navigate my health and being able to, to deeply get in tune with my body and the messages that it's telling me. It's not just this intellectual thing. So it's ever evolving. Um, but I guess it is something that I've learned that I need to nurture this um, in order to to really stoke the fire and, and keep it powerful. Welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. Join me, your host, Samantha Nagel, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, poet, witch, and work in progress for grounding meditations, inspiring interviews, and reflections about spirituality, holistic health, and the world around us. Join in every Thursday as we explore what empowered spirituality means to us in today's world. Welcome to season three of Empowered Spirituality. This episode is all about intuition, one of my most favorite topics, and I think some of your favorite topics. Any uh, episode where we talk about intuition seems to be very popular, so I'm very excited to bring you this episode about intuition. Today's guest is Kelly Driscoll. If that sounds familiar, maybe that's because you recognize her from last year in season two. Kelly, she, her, is a YouTuber and podcast host who creates purposeful, high vibrational skincare, self-care, and personal development content that inspires viewers to live their best life. life. <laughs> As a YouTube influencer with more than 7 million views, Kelly shares her love of skincare and her podcast, and with her podcast, she goes beyond the beauty products to talk about deeper self-care, mental health, and helps empower others step into their best lives. So Kelly does kind of two different kinds of self-care work, the outer and the inner, both of which she is fantastic at. Today, we are talking more about inner self-care and that inner journey to knowing ourselves, because that's really what intuition is. And her podcast is called The Journey, a self-care podcast. And I think journey is what I'm titling the episode, the journey to our intuition, because that's really what it is. It's not a destination that we get to. It's not this binary of we are or aren't connected to our intuition. It is a constant and ever-evolving journey because we are an ever-evolving person or being we are never really stagnant. We are always shifting and changing. And that is part of what can make this so challenging, but also part of what can make this so fun is that we are changing all of the time. And yes, it does kind of feel like a bummer sometimes, you know, when you feel like you've just gotten to know yourself, you've just gotten to this really beautiful relationship with yourself and then something happens or that shifts and you're not sure why. And that is frustrating. And I feel like I'm kind of emerging in that new season of my life where I felt like I really knew myself so deeply and I'm personally feeling like that is all shifting. My internal landscape is shifting and I am not quite sure why yet. And instead of being frustrated with that, how can we view that with curiosity and self-compassion 
and remembering that our journey is never over. And maybe it would be easier if it was, but that's also what keeps our life so exciting. And I think that's part of the spiritual process of our lives is that they are shifting and they, they are changing and we're growing and we're learning more about ourselves, but also more about the world around us, others around us. We're learning more about human nature, more about spirituality as we, as we navigate these twists and turns in our journey. So this is part of what we talk about in this episode. We talk about how intuition is not always easy. It's not always easy to connect to. And then also it's not always easy when we are connected to it. It still presents challenges. Um, Sometimes it shines lights on things that maybe we had preferred the lights be off about. Sometimes when you know something, you can't unknow something, right? Then there is complications or there is struggle or discomfort that comes from being connected with our intuition. But we also talk about how deeply um, worth it it is to have that connection to our intuition. Kelly says something I love, which is that she she doesn't just talk about what it feels like to be in our intuition. She also talks about what it feels like when we're not in our intuition. And one of the things that she uses to describe that is being reactionary and feeling stuck. And I have totally felt that where I just feel like I am reacting immediately to everything that's popping up. And I'm feeling those really deep feelings of frustration or those really intense emotions. And I think intuition like mindfulness can give us that space and that pause between something happening or something arising in our reaction to it. We talk about how we're all cyclical and seasonal beings, no matter what cycle you're on, whether it's a menstrual cycle or the moon or the time of year or the time of day, we are all cycling and intuition can help us hone in to ourselves even more deeply. We talk about getting into the body as well. Um, I didn't have a chance to uh, share this in the episode, but I was thinking about the cauldron system in Celtic tradition. So we're all pretty familiar with the chakra systems, which is the seven energy centers um, that kind of align through the middle of our body, through certain body parts, and each one is correlated with different principles or different aspects. And the cauldron system that I'm learning about is quite similar, but we have three cauldrons and I don't remember their names yet. I'm still learning. And actually I do have someone coming on pretty soon who is really, really awesome and can share more professionally and more (laughs) expertly. Um, But we have these three cauldrons and our bottom two are like the bottom chakras and they have to be on their, like they have to be flipped right side up in order for the top cauldron or the the head chakras, if you will, to be in alignment. And that's such a great reminder that our bodies have to be nurtured and taken care of, but also listened to before, not necessarily before, but that enables us to have that thought, the, the insightful thought. We need to have a connection to our body. And we really talk about that in this episode. 
And Kelly also gives some advice on how to drop into the intuition. And I wanted to share an exercise of my own at this time. So a lot of people will say, like, show me a sign, universe, God, whatever, goddess, show me a sign, uh, show me a blue butterfly if I should X, Y, and Z. And so I don't always necessarily think that seeing that thing is the sign. I think how you respond to that thing is the sign. And that's kind of what I uh, will tell people sometimes. It's not about whether or not you see the blue butterfly or the red car or whatever. It's how you feel when you see the blue butterfly. Are you happy? Are you excited that this sign confirmed what you probably already wanted? Or are you upset and dreadful and disappointed? And that I think is a great way to get into your intuition. Instead of outsourcing it to these signs, you can see what your authentic reaction to these signs really is. And that's a great way to know your intuition. It's kind of like, have you ever been with someone and you're like, should I eat this or this? And they say the first option, you're like, oh, I didn't realize I didn't want that until you said I had to have it. It's kind of the same thing. Something that I do, and I'm actually closing out a lot of my online circles with, is asking, what do you need right now? What do I need right now? And sometimes you could also journal on what you want right now, but I think, what do I need right now is so helpful. And oftentimes I just do something really simple, like I need water. I need water. I need to lay down for five minutes whatever that looks like. The needs can be so simple, but I think once we can get into a pattern of identifying our needs, it can get a little easier. So that is my uh, tip or trick for intuition. And Kelly shares a lot more that are really, really cool. But I hope you enjoy this episode with Kelly Driscoll. I have had painful periods and cycles and incredibly heavy periods since I first started my period. And being a certified health coach and having so many talented menstrual health experts in my network has allowed me to use food as medicine and create lifestyle changes to improve my cycle, but I still suffer every month with pain before and during my period and even pain with ovulation, and I still have a pretty heavy flow. And that is where Elix comes in. Their cycle balance tincture is actually personalized just for you. So mine all say Samantha in handwritten lettering on the side of the bottle. And they include a tailored blend of medicinal herbs to holistically support menstrual symptoms by treating the underlying imbalances. And in fact, 93% of users have reported reductions in symptoms such as cramps, heavy bleeding, mood swings, irregular cycles, bloating, fatigue, anxiety and stress, migraines, PMS, and actually many more. I have already seen an incredible decrease in my pain and even if in my flow, something I thought I would just have to live with for the rest of my life. And I've even been experiencing less fatigue and fewer mood swings. So thank goddess for that. (laughs) And if you want to try this out and take the assessment and order your first bottle, you can use the code SamanthaN20 and you can get 20% off of your first order if you use the code SamanthaN20. 
You'll do this at elixhealing.com or you can just use the link in the show notes. What does empowered spirituality mean to you? This is such a great question. And I think for me, you know, thinking about spirituality and how I have used it um, as a tool within my journey, I always approach spirituality, any facet of it as me seeking knowledge of myself, really, or seeking answers, right? Because for me, spirituality is often an answer to a question like, who am I? What is my purpose? Why am I here? What's the greater reason why? What's the meaning of life, right? And so for me, spirituality is a tool that helps me tap into that knowledge. And I think the empowered, you know, part of spirituality comes when you start to gain that sacred knowledge about yourself through your spiritual journey, and then your ability to use that, that knowledge, um, in your everyday life. So for me, you know, it's, it's asking the question, but then taking the knowledge, taking it on and then being able to apply that to my everyday life. Mm, That's so cool. I think that really aligns with my definition too. And I think something that everyone's been touching on recently is this kind of relationship with the self that comes with empowered spirituality. Yeah, I think that the era that we are kind of emerging from is really been that invitation, right, to to deeper self-knowledge. We've all been given the space to to contemplate that a little bit more. And so I think that that resonates to a larger uh, group of us is that sacred knowledge of self. I think so too. And we're kind of stepping away from the like following someone who knows everything and we're starting to Mm. hopefully embody some of that knowing ourselves. Mm, Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. So that really goes perfectly with our topic for today, which is intuition. So I'm curious, that's such a big word. And I think we hear like connect your intuition all the time, but we don't necessarily have a definition for what intuition means. I'm wondering what intuition means for you? Gosh, it is. um, It's a big word. It it can have a lot of meanings. I think for me personally, I do relate to this word differently, depending really what day you ask me. Um, I might give you a different answer, but I think at the core of it for me, intuition has always meant my personal guiding compass. You know, I often talk about especially like on my podcast, I'll I'll say, you know, you have all the answers. Um, All the answers are within us. We don't necessarily have to look outside of ourselves for the answers. Spirituality can absolutely be a tool for us to to learn more, of course. Um, But the answer isn't with other people. Um, The answers are always within us. And if we can tap into intuition, we can think about it as a guiding compass for our life. If we are in tune with that, the answers will come, the answers will flow, um, and we're you know better able to make uh, aligned choices for ourselves when we are in tune with our guiding compass or with our intuition. So many people do think about it as uh, your gut instinct, or some people will think about it as uh, channeling spirit, um, but however you want to think about it, it is your, your compass, it is your guide to life, and if we can align ourselves within that, I think not that life becomes easier necessarily, but I think making big decisions 
becomes easier. Um, and we can step outside of fear a little bit better when we are more aligned with our intuition. Something you just said, it doesn't necessarily get easier. I think that's a really cool point to make because sometimes becoming aligned with our intuition means it's harder to overlook things that were easier to overlook in the past. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you start to learn more about yourself and you start to get more in tune with yourself, you start to see the things you didn't see before. Um, you know, the the easy, you know, the easy way to present this would be like, just tap into your intuition and all your dreams will come true and you'll, you know, you'll be able to manifest anything you want. Um, and that's not necessarily true, but it really is that journey, right? Um, that journey with yourself, that journey with your being on this earth, right? Being in this human body, that is, there's definitely going to be struggle. There's definitely going to be hard decisions to make, but I do believe that more knowledge, you know what I mean? The more knowledgeable we are about ourselves and about our intuition, the, I almost said the easier it becomes, but it, it um, is something that is maybe less fraught, right? It's something where we can trust ourselves um, and step outside of the fear just a little bit. I mean, that's definitely been my relationship with intuition over the years. It's definitely the deeper that I go with my intuition. I've noticed that the big fear, capital F fear, um, is still there. It's still a passenger, but it's taking a backseat just a little bit. It doesn't have as much control over me. And so, yeah, it is something that with experience and time can ease and give us more confidence um, to navigate you know, good times, but also uh, trying, trying times as well. Yes. And you said over time, which is such a great reminder that it takes so much practice to be good at intuition or not good at it. We're not good or bad, but mm -hmm. to, to practice acting on those little bits of intuition. Um, what has your journey for you? What has that been like for you to tap into your intuition? You know, it is, um, it's always, I love the word journey. That's what I called my podcast because I really do relate to it as, as a journey. And sometimes that means that we do have setbacks. Sometimes that does mean that we take, um, you know, different paths. We, we go down this, this little abandoned road for a little bit, and maybe it kind of takes us off the main path for a little bit, but we eventually get back onto the path. And for me, intuition has been, always a part of me, but there have been times where I feel that I've lost touch with it. And um, when we were talking about, you know, recording another episode together and you were saying, you know, what, what, what's on your mind? What, what resonates with you? What are you thinking about in your journey right now? And it was like intuition, because I, I do feel that I had a good period of time in the last couple of years where I did lose touch with that quite a bit. So it's like kind of journeying back to, to that inner compass for me. But I think it's always been a part of me because always in, in my life growing up, there has always been sort of, especially with the women and, and my family, this, um, this intuition or this instinct or this like, um, what it like a, 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 another sense of something. My grandma was always very much in tune, um, maybe with the spiritual realm, if you will. Um, and my grandma's sister as well would often say that she would have conversations with like ghosts and whatnot. And it was always, kind of that, that badge of honor within, like I said, especially the women in our family of having 
um, kind of this sense of something greater than ourselves or this sense and, and connection to something else. And for me, intuition has always been maybe a little bit witchy, maybe a little bit more like an oracle. Um, and it is something that I've always admired and something that I've always tried to tap into within myself, exploring dreams, exploring connections to ancestors and guides, right? But on a more practical level, honestly, my intuition is something that I think as my younger self, I was more in tune with, and it was something that came naturally to me. Um, I just knew what I liked. I knew what I wanted, and I would go towards that, right? Um, but as I got older, I think that this society and the world kind of conditions uh, intuition out of us in a way, especially once you get into like that rigid school structure, when you start to maybe pursue a career, when you start to, you know, adult, right? I think a lot of our our natural instincts towards our own intuition, we start to question ourselves. Um, and we also start to become so busy that we cannot connect with ourselves. And like I said, intuition for me is really at that guiding compass. And so it really is a relationship with, with myself. If I lose that relationship with myself, if I lose touch with myself, my intuition feels further away. And that can lead to so much frustration for me, I think. And uh, like we were talking about making things kind of difficult, it, it makes making choices hard. And so there was a period in my um, mid-20s where I just, like I said, I, I grew up with a very strong sense of of who I was and, and what I wanted to to do and what I was working towards. And I lost that uh, in in that period of time. And it was a time of feeling very stuck. It was a time of feeling very reactionary. You know, I think when you lose touch with yourself, you're, you're constantly reacting to what's happening to you rather than making or taking big action. Right. Because you're just kind of, you're just sort of stuck in this loop. And that's how I felt for a really long time. Getting back in touch with spirituality really helped me get back in touch with myself. Once that relationship was reestablished, I was able to take the action uh, and get myself out of what felt like a very hard spot for quite a few years. And I do think that um, like the last couple of years has definitely put us all through some kind of <laughs> feeling some kind of way. We all went through some kind of journey over the last couple of years. And there was a, a moment there where I did lose a sense of myself. I think I took on um, entertainment or distraction when we were in quarantine or I needed to be the person supporting, you know, those in my family who are struggling with mental health or or just being that, that, that pillar. I was so of service that I forgot to take care of myself. And when I forget to take care of myself, I lose touch with myself. I lose touch with myself. My intuition dims. And so it is, I think, a relationship that you constantly have to nurture um, very much like self-care, right? Self-care can also mean getting back in tune with yourself and, and getting back into your flow. And when I'm in my flow, my intuition flows, right? Um, but when I'm out of it, things feel really sticky. Things feel really hard to move through. And it's just kind of that realization that you're constantly needing to nurture that um, and foster that. And the more you do that, the stronger your intuition, you know, becomes and the easier, you know, it is for answers, you know, to be revealed to yourself. So it has been an up and down journey for sure. As I continue to nurture that relationship, as I'm further along now um, with knowing myself, I guess, I do find that as my intuition strengthens, it's not just about like, how do I want to structure my life, but it's also allowed me to tap into 
my bodily knowledge too, um, being able to navigate my health and being able to to deeply get in tune with my body and the messages that it's telling me. It's not just this intellectual thing. So it's ever evolving. Um, but I guess it is something that I've learned that I need to nurture this um, in order to to really stoke the fire and, and keep it powerful. Yeah. I like that you said that it's ever changing and ever evolving. Cause I think I didn't realize I thought this way until you shared this, but in my mind, I have this idea that we're, we achieve being with our intuition. And once we do that, we're forever, we mm. like, we got it. And yeah. it's like you're saying it kind of can ebb and flow when you don't nurture that relationship with yourself. Yeah, I think that is absolutely a, a realization that I've come to myself in the past couple of years too. I'm like, you know, I'm evolved, <laughs> I'm knowledgeable, <laughs> I'm spiritual, um, but it, it it's it's a constant relationship um, that that you're working on. And you know, if you're in a relationship with a partner, you know, with another person, you absolutely know that the relationship can. Um, you start to lose some of it right over time. If you don't put the work in, if you don't put the work into, to stay connected and to stay in tune with, with your partner. And so it is important to think about the relationship that you have with yourself, with your intuition, with your spirituality as something that it does need to be nurtured, something that you do need to check in with from time to time, just because you're in the relationship doesn't mean that, um, it is strong. Right. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a lesson that I learned too, because like I said, I've gone through ups and down periods of my life and I'm like, Hey, didn't I, didn't I already do this? I'm like, no, you have to constantly keep evolving and constantly keep working at it because I guess at, at the end of the day, it does come down to the fact that we're just not the same person, you know, from time to time or from period to period where we're ever evolving and changing. That's what the beauty of intuition has taught me really is that I am not the same from day to day. Even like, like I was saying earlier, if you ask me on any given day, the definition, it might change just on how I'm, where I'm at, where my vibe is at, at that given point in time. Maybe I'm feeling more spiritual and woo woo on one day and I'm feeling more practical on the other day. So we're always changing. And intuition allows us to tap into to where we're at in any given moment. And that's what's so powerful about it. Oh, well, that's so beautiful that you said that. And it reminds me, I think I love what you said, kind of like re-realizing. I think it's Tara Brock, maybe, who says that the spiritual journey is about forgetting and then remembering and then forgetting and then remembering. Mm. Um, and that really reminds me of how we're cyclical and seasonal beings who change and ebb and flow, no matter what your cycles look like, we're not the same right. every month of the year. And I always need that reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your work is sharing your cyclical journey actually has so resonated with me. It's something that I've always kind of felt, um, but having it put into words, it's like, ah, okay. You know, it it's when you tap into yourself, when you tap into your intuition, and then when you also start to gain more knowledge, 
you do realize it's like, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling the best myself. You don't like beat yourself up because like you, you just feel like you have no energy or you feel a little bit low. It's like, Hey, you know what? I'm just, I'm in this period right now. I'm in this moment in time. I'm in this season. And instead of asking why and trying to work against or being like I was saying earlier, reactionary towards it, you know, you can embrace it and take more positive action and say, this is who I am right now. And I'm going to nurture myself in this moment rather than work against myself because I don't like, you know, I don't like being different right now. Um, winter, um, I live in the Midwest. It just snowed uh, about four inches last night <laughs> of snow. I just, I just got out of the shower from shoveling before I hopped on the mic. And it really makes me think about winter and how I definitely have my hermit mode. And I definitely have, um, my energy is different in this time. And for, for the longest time I would, I was so confused about it and I never knew why, like why I was feeling low or, or less energy or lethargic. And, you know, over the last couple of years, I just started to realize this is just the season, you know, and I'm, I'm fully embracing the season. I'm fully embracing mother nature and what she's giving me. And I'm, I'm not going to fight against it. I'm going to give into it. And that is part of the intuition journey too, is being able to embrace the cycle or the season that you're in, in this, in this moment in time, work with it instead of against it. Yes. That self-acceptance is so huge. Mm. Mm. Part of what you said reminded me of how much we live in our head and how much we need to have logic around things. And it sounds like mm. a lot of this knowing is really, it, it, it does come through as thoughts maybe, but it feels like it comes through more of the body. Like you said, the gut yeah. feelings. Do you feel that way too? I do. And this is actually something that you know, as you're asking me to kind of like break down where I'm at in my journey with intuition, that's where I'm at with my my intuition right now. For the longest time, it's definitely been a heady experience for me. It's definitely been an intellectual and a logical type of process. That's who I am as a person. I am very much a head energy type of person. And because I can be quite full of air, right? Um, it is difficult for me to, to really root down and, and ground myself at times. And, and I do relate very much with rooting as being more of a physical body type of energy than a head and mental type of energy. And recently um, I've been going through some things with my health that has really um, made me rethink intuition as more of, of, of a, of a logical thought process and more of um, a body process. And as I said over the last couple of years, I do feel I've lost a little bit of a touch. It's dimmed my intuition, right? The power of it has dimmed maybe a little bit because I didn't nurture that. And as I've been nurturing it more, I've been finding what helps me to stoke that fire and to, to bring that light and that, that, um, yeah, that, that power back into my intuition has been a bodily experience. It's been getting myself more into my body and less in my head. Um, overthinking, anxious thoughts, all of that can actually really clutter up the mind. Um, and I feel like when my mind is cluttered, there's no, there's just no clear path for my intuition to, to shine through or for my intuition to, to deliver the wisdom. Right. So sometimes I have to just get that energy flowing, um, from the head 
you know, if you, especially if you like to um, use the language of chakras, I really need to get out of that crown and third eye energy and just kind of start to push it down, you know, and really get down a little bit more like to the root chakra, especially, and just flow that energy downwards. So something that has actually helped me so much is yoga, especially uh, yoga that is aligned with more of the spiritual teachings, because when I am really in the flow and I'm connecting to my breath and I'm connecting to my body, I can't think about anything else except for, you know, where I'm at in the, in the, the positions. Right. So that is a way that has helped me get into my physical body to give it the love and energy that it needs. But it also has this secondary benefit of like putting a pause on everything going on upstairs, right? Putting a pause on that, maybe even giving a little bit of clarity and decluttering in that area. And that's when the intuition really flows. So absolutely, it is a, a, a it can be an intellectual process. I think for many of us, it starts that way. But in order to really fire it up, I think you need to get the rest of your body involved and your bodily sensations in, um, involved because I think there's just... The mind is powerful. Um, and like I said, that's where the, the majority of my energy is at any given day. But the body, we cannot forget the the connection to the body because sometimes that's the missing link that we need. And like I said, right now, that's really where I'm focusing uh, my journey at because the the knowledge of the body with the knowledge of the mind is a powerful combination. Oh, I totally agree. I think... Some people can hear this. And when I work with people, we kind of talk about this, that it, it sounds easy for some reason, mm. uh, like, oh, just get into your body. Just like, listen to your intuition. And they right. often feel shame of why is it so hard? Um, but I, I like to remind them that it goes against everything we've been taught since basically day one with all the messages that we get every single day just doing those little moments of trying to get into your body whenever you remember is actually big, even if it doesn't feel that big. Yeah, a hundred percent. And yes, it may sound, when I'm saying this, it may sound uh, easy and just do some yoga. No, um, <laughs> there are days where I do my yoga practice and I cannot like, um, I yeah. can't do it. You know, I can't get into Shavasana. Like I get anxious in it sometimes. Like I cannot get myself to just let go. Um, no, I struggle. I struggle. I, like, yeah, let's keep it a hundred percent real. Right. Um, it is so difficult to get into the body and, you know, sometimes I'm, I think in my head, I'm, I'm 34 years old. It's taken me 34 years to really start to value getting into my body. That's uh, something that has been very difficult for me. And it is a, it's an ongoing practice. And I try to release any amounts of really equal amounts of like expectation and shame, right? The expectation of what is supposed to come out, be the outcome of when you get into your body is like your intuition is deepened, not necessarily, right? So we're all at different places at different times, even different places, multiple times throughout the day. Right. Um, but also releasing the shame, like it didn't happen for me. Um, or, or the shame of, like I was saying earlier, like I'm, I'm X amount of years, right. Why haven't I learned this lesson yet? Release that. Um, I try to be kind to myself and, and know sometimes that I can't, I just can't get into my body at this point in time, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop trying later on. Um, 
And that's intuition coming in, right? That's intuition coming in and saying, hey, this is just not where you're at right now today. Like maybe sitting still for three minutes is just too much for you. And that's just not where you need to be. And so I absolutely, you know, give you permission to release this and do what feels more aligned, but I'm not going to give you permission to give up down the road, right? Maybe a sitting still for three minutes doesn't resonate with you, but maybe dancing, you know, feels resonant for you right now, more of movement that's still getting into your body, you know, sensual touch, maybe, um, whatever it may be, it give yourself the permission and the kindness to move onto something else and, and release the expectation of the outcome, because often we put a lot of expectation and then we did it, we got into our body, but our expectations were so big, we still feel like we failed. So that's also an ongoing journey, you know, with the self. Oh, everything you said is amazing. Oh, and you didn't make it sound too easy. I just wanted to add that in there <laughs> that we think when we do these things, yeah. it can be easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that you mentioned shame. That's such a good one. And I think when we do tap into our body, it's not always awesome <laughs> right away. Mm. Like you said, there might yeah. be like stored up ickiness that mm-hmm. you just haven't been paying attention to for a while. So that process of journeying into the body and into our intuition might come with some stuff too. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's a scary place to be in your body. And sometimes it is, um, fully not the right place to be. Maybe it doesn't feel safe. And, um, I have experienced that from time to time and that's why it is important to, to follow your intuition on that because your intuition, it might be saying, this isn't the right time for this. This isn't the right moment. And you don't need to push through. You don't have to force yourself. You don't have to power through this, right? Um, this is something where your intuition and you have to trust it. And so, Sometimes, you know, kind of going back into yoga, because that's just been so big for me right now, moving my energy into my body. I have a lot of stored energy in my hips. And sometimes it feels amazing, you know, to like get into like lizard or to get into like pigeon and really just deeply release into those uh, postures and really feel the tension that you don't even know is stored there to, to to allow it to release, to breathe into it, to accept it, to embrace it, to channel your energy into it. And sometimes it feels really, really anxious. Uh, It's sometimes those types of poses can bring in a a ton of anxiety, can can bring in a a sense of not feeling safe. Um, And and even just at the more practical physical level, sometimes it feels like your muscle is going to (laughs) snap, you know? So use your intuition in those moments. If you're feeling anxiety, you don't have to power through it. You know, you can absolutely take a step back and, you know, just chill out in child's pose. Um, If that's something that feels good for you, you don't have to do that. Uh, That's what yoga has taught me about the moving into the body, especially Uh, sometimes it doesn't feel good. Sometimes it doesn't feel safe. And you are, you are your best yogi. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you have the knowledge of self. So you are in the driver's seat. You don't have to follow what everyone else is doing or what the instructor is doing. You absolutely are empowered to step back into, to child's pose. That's always available to you, downward dog, whatever you like, um, whatever feels right in the moment. 
that's where intuition comes in and taking a step back, you know, cause your intuition may be like, I got to work this energy out, but this feels really unsafe right now. That's where intuition comes in. There's no shame in your intuition saying, take a step back. That is fully embracing and strengthening the relationship with yourself and your intuition. Um, pushing through when you don't feel good, maybe isn't the best, you know, choice for yourself. So, um, yeah, I think releasing the expectation, releasing the shame and just allowing um, yourself to slowly work into what feels good. It's a journey. It's not easy, um, but it is so, it's so rewarding. Mm, it is so rewarding. And I love that you said that about always being able to go back and do whatever feels good. I remember um, I used to do hot yoga a lot and sometimes I would just need to lie down and yeah. it felt so like such a big deal, even though it's such a small thing to kind of reclaim my power and my needs by just laying down. Yeah. 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 It is powerful when you listen to what you need. Mm, yes. Um, so speaking of listening to what we need, you've already given us some tips, but I'm curious if you have any other tips for people who do want to start to deepen this relationship with themselves. Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, you know, I think we we really tapped into tuning into the body, moving your energy, especially if you're very much a head energy type of person, figuring out what moving into the body that energy feels like for you um, is really, really helpful. I also really believe in, in the concept of decluttering your mind um, because there's just so much so much information coming at us every single day with social media, with the news, with TV, with whatever we're doing at work, whatever's going on in our home lives. Like we're just constantly being bombarded and our devices are not helping that situation. It's, it's, it's making it worse. So I like to really embrace the idea of like decluttering my mind because when you can make that clear pathway, right, for your intuition to, to shine through, it's easier to hear the messages, um, and to get better in tune with yourself. Um, but if there's constantly anxiety and thoughts and and pressure and, and stress, it, it's impossible, right, for it to come through. So for me, journaling is, is a really great way to just mentally dump whatever's in my head onto the page. Um, it's amazing for, for people who suffer with anxiety because it just, like I said, clearing the path, a mental path in your mind is huge. Um, I also really like meditation, but I can I can be completely honest with you. It's not always right for me in every season. It's not always something that I can I can embrace, you know. Um, so if meditation works for you, or if it's something you're curious about, experiment with it because it can be a way to declutter the mind. But I also like things like tapping into your dreams, um, interpreting your dreams, uh, keeping like you know a little dream journal next to your bed and and just writing down the details because I feel like dreams release so fast and we forget them so fast, but they can be actually quite powerful messages uh, for ourselves or just bringing in quite powerful information. These dreams about being chased or these dreams about um, like like the other week I dreamed like about Godzilla. <laughs> You know, but I, I interpreted that dream as, as a, like a, a stress release or an anxiety release. There's something mm. in my life. I'm like, oh, you're feeling a bit under pressure, right? You're feeling a bit like Godzilla's coming in and stomping on all the buildings and you need to run away. What's that about? Let's, let's sit with that for a second. And, and what was the message that's coming through from that? Rather than interpreting from like generic sources, like dream dictionaries and stuff, really try to find the personal connection with the dream. 
And then really just like embracing the magic too that you see around you. Um, this is something that I really like. You know, there's certain symbols, animals, colors, numbers that mean something to all of us. And whenever I see my personal number, like on the clock or um, any just anywhere, like those angel numbers, it always makes me feel supported. And that's not directly, you know, connected to intuition, but just about like feeling more connected to everything, you know, connected to the collective, um, connected to a higher source. Uh, it's always that reminder that I'm not alone on this journey. When I see my symbols, when I see my animals, when I see my numbers, um, when I see my angels, right? So sometimes it's just that nice reminder throughout the day of like, hey, there's a higher purpose. You you have a higher self um, that you can step into in any moment if you're not feeling that you're there. Um, sometimes those little reminders are a really nice way to kind of like tap into your intuition and tap into the magic, maybe a little bit of your Oracle side. Um, and it all adds up, you know what I mean? To strengthening, to strengthening that relationship within yourself and your connection, you know, outside of yourself as well. It all adds up. That's so true. Those little tiny steps in the right direction really do add up. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for being on for your second time. I'm so yeah. glad that you decided to come back. Um, yeah. Can you remind us how people can uh, see your YouTube videos and listen to your podcast? Yes. So my podcast is called The Journey, a self-care podcast. And on that podcast, it's about going beyond beauty products and releasing consumerism because self-care is definitely a marketing term um, that is being used against us, right, to, to buy things in order to take care and be well. And um, I don't believe in that at all. So um, for me, the podcast is definitely about the journey with the self and, and the journey with uh, being well and taking care of yourself. And it's available wherever you're listening to this. It's probably available there. The Journey of Self-Care podcast on YouTube. You can find me. I'm Kelly Driscoll. And that's where I get to embrace uh, my beauty product side because I do love that as well. Um, and I talk about skincare, uh, do skincare education, ingredients, product reviews. And I also talk about how, you know, you can use your journey with skincare actually um, to tap into the knowledge of yourself as well, because that skincare journey can definitely go more than skin deep. Yes, both of your, both your podcast and your YouTube is incredible, but I really love your product reviews too. Um, as someone with, who's always had trouble with their skin, I find your approach really helpful and I've used some of the products that you recommend. Oh, yay. I'm so, I'm always so happy to hear like, you yes. know, when, when what we put out into the world, right, makes an impact and helps people. That's like, that's what keeps me going. So I'm so glad that, that it's been helpful. Yes. I love that you focus on self-care outside and inside. Yeah. So beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. It was so amazing to talk to you again. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure to be back. Thank you 
so much for listening to this episode of Empowered Spirituality. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean so much if you shared with a friend or gave it a rating or review so that it can reach even more people. If you want to connect further, perhaps you can consider joining the low-cost monthly membership for virtual new moon circles, weekly guided meditations, tarot pools, and a Discord community. You can find that at ko-fi.com slash bloomingwild, or you can visit my website, samanthanagel.com, to work with me further.